final time. Where we are recording the season previews for the final time in 2020 ever. This will be the last time we actually uh, do this podcast on uh, December 20th, 2020. Ever. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, today we're, uh, we have a lucky treat talking about the Northwest Division. We've gone through every division now. This is the sixth and final one. And yeah, I mean, I guess we'll get right to it. Number five. We're going to just go right to it. Thunder, right? Oklahoma City. Yeah, yeah. They're not very good. Uh, I think good this year. like they're actually rebuilding this year. They kind of like might have tried to rebuild last year and were accidentally good because Billy Donovan. Uh, and then like they kind of got a lot back in the Paul George trade. But um, I don't know. Unless SGA goes for an MVP, they're not making the playoffs. Yeah, and that's a great that's a that's a great player to, to build around. I mean, he's going to be a he's, he's he even his rookie year he was really good like with the Clippers, and I you know the Clippers certainly miss him miss a guy like that. Yeah, and uh, the Thunder have something ridiculous like eighteen first round picks coming up. Yeah, right. uh, through twenty twenty seven, and so they're going to be able to build around him, and I expect them to be good in the not so distant future. But this year I think um, it's, it's clearly a rebuild. And uh, as far as small market teams go, they're, they're doing it uh, in all the right ways, you know? Um, And then as far as their pieces go, I like uh, Logoins Dort. I don't know how to Logoins. I don't know how to say his first name. I'm not going to lie to you, Uh, but I like Dort. I just call him Dort. I like uh, Pukachevsky. I think he could be a decent big in this league. Uh, he, he looked pretty good against the Bulls in their two preseason games against them. But um, I don't know, man. This seems like really bad on paper. Yeah, we're about to see what these fans are made of now, uh, these Thunder fans, because they've basically had uh, an all-star uh, every year of their existence. They have an all-star uh, since the Oklahoma City from Seattle. So since Seattle left – you know, Durant's rookie season, who certainly is a superstar. Yeah, the Thunder have, uh, you know, they started off with Durant and Westbrook and Ibaka, too. Like, Ibaka was a rookie of the year. Westbrook was a rookie, too, I believe. And, uh, yeah, like, they were, I mean, Ibaka's obviously not on that level. But they had a pretty, pretty damn great players playing for that team. You know, even if you have, like, middling guys who are okay and pretty good, or like, like Kevin Martin. Yeah, you know, aging stars like Chris Paul. I mean, they've never and been Paul, bad. But later, yeah, like the, the all-star who showed up there after Hurricane Katrina is back, you know, that last season. And yeah. it was kind of, you know, the full circle thing. Uh, but now Chris Paul has moved to, you know, greener pastures or I guess, I don't know, uh, oranger pastures. I don't know. <laughs> um, anyway, um, but yeah, like uh, I, I'm sure he certainly appreciates the the – uh, more things to do, you know, in Phoenix after he gets his vaccine or whatever, uh, you know, but in Oklahoma City. But, you know, Chris Paul proved that, like, you know, if you have a really good leader like he like he is, it doesn't matter how tall he is. Uh, you know, if he is a very talented player and is a very good leader, like you can really like you can mess around and you could do anything, really. I mean, like you could just build the right kind of players around and have, have the right kind of coach that kind of has a similar kind of ideology than to Chris Paul, but Chris Paul, we all know is basically a head coach on the board. And Chris Paul just makes everyone around him better. And so, yeah, it just comes down to SGA and he's uh, 22 years old. 
and he has a super bright future. Averaged 19 points a game last year, and I think he'll crack over 20 this year, and I think that uh, he's got a really bright future. Maybe an all-star this year, but I don't think that the Thunder are going to be good enough to get him in the all-star game, but I think he'll be in that, oh, he got snubbed conversation when he averages you know, around 24 points a game. And um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's the focal point of the franchise going forward. But right now, uh, the goal isn't necessarily to uh, win games. I think it's just to build for the future. And you see that with the, yeah. And, you know, Al Horford, I don't know if he's going to be there forever too. Um, taking up a ton of money, but also that's like someone who's going to take up a bunch of cap space uh, until you can kind of rebuild and honestly a good mentor too. So he's not a bad guy to have there, even if he is uh, taking up a, a ton of money. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, I, and they have a brand new coach. I, I think their coach is, is one of their assistant coaches from last season, but I guess they seem to be really high on this guy. Now I do not know his name, but I do know he was, I think, I believe he was in Mark Dagonalt. Yeah. 35. Mark Dagonalt. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we'll have to find the next Nick nurse, Mark Dagonalt. Could he be the guy? Yeah. He was, he was the coach of their, uh, G league team. So, um, we'll see what he's got, man. You know, that's not bad experience. So that's in any point, you know? Uh, so yeah, well, let's move on to, uh, I'm guessing you have the Timberwolves here as well. Absolutely right? do. And, uh, they're... It's kind of bullshit that they play in this division because uh, same with the Thunder, right? Because well, the, the Thunder, Thunder, I feel like it's because the Sonics, right? I, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so it's stupid. But like you know, but like you, you can't do anything about it. To, to yeah. really think. I don't know. Like, it's weird with the Timberwolves, though. The Timberwolves, yeah, it's it's, it's been like every other sport they play in. The rivals are Chicago, and you know, uh, obviously Wisconsin. Yeah, they could almost be in the east or something i don't know it's it, it is strange exactly. and like and people also talk about like uh the the grizzlies and the and the pelicans who actually are way more east than you know minnesota but at the same time you know like pelicans are you know it's not too far from texas and uh even the grizzlies you know that's not terribly far yeah uh, but well, you know the grizzlies and like you know the hawks that could be like a rivalry there i don't know uh, if they're in the east but i don't know like we'll see you know because it once if we have a couple expansion teams, then we might see some realignment. Maybe Minnesota comes to the East or uh, New Orleans or something. Which I've I've always I've always been kind of interested in seeing New Orleans come East. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, but, um, would. Uh, but the Timberwolves, uh, you know, obviously they got the the expiring rapper, future NFL superstar. <laughs> yeah, the number one overall pick from this past draft, and apparently. Uh, I, I've been kind of keeping an eye on it, just on the stat line. I have not watched any second of him, but I've just got seeing stat line every now and then. The first game, uh, not impressed, you know. Uh, it, it didn't look great. He didn't shoot well or anything. But apparently, he's been playing really good on defense. He's, been, he's a very good defensive player. It's weird when you have a number one overall pick come out of Georgia and he wants to be a football player or wanted to be a football player and – and he wants to be a football player mostly because of those celebrations that they do, you know, after touchdowns or whatever. <laughs> Is that what he said? He said something like that, yeah. Oh, he was geez. just like, oh, you can spike the ball, you can, like, dance or whatever. And it's funny because, like, the NBA is a little more lenient on celebrations, you know? Uh, yeah, the NFL's definitely got way more lax with it. Um, I think it – whatever the case, it depends on who your, uh, who your referees are, right? But yeah. I don't know, man. I uh, – He's looked okay, you know. Um, this this isn't a team that's going to do anything crazy this year. Uh, I think, you know, people are talking about the big three of 
Edwards, uh, D'Lo, and Cat. And um, to be honest, I, I just don't really know what to expect. Um, I, I, I just don't. I, think- I mean, like, you know, we don't really watch Timberwolves games. They don't really catch our eye. And Towns is, like, a great player. But, like, you know, yeah, like, the Timberwolves, we don't really, you know, we don't really pay attention to them, you know, because, you know, they don't have, you know, Towns is good, but he's not, like, I don't know. Like, he, he definitely is a good guy to build around, though. But he's yeah. never, you know, taken that next step into, like, becoming an NBA superstar, you know. Yeah. Uh, I think people thought he was going to be a much better defender than he's been in the league. Um, I don't know. It's it's a weird team because they have some good young players, but, like, uh, I don't I, – I think it's just the problem is that the West is way too deep, you know. Yeah, so, like, basically every team is going to be great in the Western Conference, except for these two teams that we're mentioning right now. The Thunder and the Wolves. Yeah, so you know, every every team has kind of some playoff aspirations in some way. Yeah, yeah, I, I it's a super, and they're not going to be bad, you know. But I don't know; it doesn't seem like he's been a great shooter so far. Uh, the last game he had, he was five of 15, 3 of eight from three, seventeen points, three rebounds, uh, three assists against Dallas. Um, you know, like you said, he, he's looked good on defense, and. Uh, you know, even against Luca, he, he he did an okay job, but um, I don't know. I'm just not necessarily super sold on him. I think it was a weird draft class too. Uh, yeah, you know, because we don't know anything. I mean, like you know, like we were really not going to know anything at least for another year or two about like who's legitimate and stuff well, like that. So at least we're into some regular season basketball, you know? Because who knows? Yeah. Maybe you could win Rookie of the Year, but um, I don't know. I think you know. Patrick Williams, I would say, has looked better than him so far. And, yeah. uh, you know, LaMelo Ball is producing more highlights than him. <laughs> LaMelo Ball is uh, yeah. also – no one's talking about how he's been a horrendous shooter. That's a different conversation. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, it's it's fine. It's I expect them to be under 500 and uh, nowhere near a realistic playoff chance. Uh, I like that Rubio's back. I think Malik Beasley is also uh, a good player. Hopefully he can kind of stay out of trouble. He got in a little bit of trouble over the off season with like drugs and guns. So hopefully he's not doing any of that. Oh my God. I totally forgot about that story. Now yeah. I kind of want to talk about this. I, I don't know what it is about this guy because he uh, apparently he got himself into this trouble. Like he seemed to like, you know, like someone was like outside his driveway. I don't know if it was driveway or on the street or something like that. And he went out there with a gun. Like he, he didn't even go there the first time or anything. He just went out there the first time with the gun. And uh, I guess he was kind of just being like, you know, what the fuck are you guys doing here? That kind of stuff. And, you know, it, it, you know, it, it's okay to be, you know, nervous in a situation like that if you're Malik Beasley, but why are you bringing a gun to a stranger? You know, what are you doing? My goodness. And also he, I, bl- I believe he had like, a few pounds of, of, of weed and like they caught, they, they locked him up probably for that, you know, a little bit of that too. They charged him for that too, which is, you know, kind of a bullshit thing, but it's also like, it, it's hard to like say that you're not like selling. If you have that much, yeah. you know, it's hard to be like, Oh, I'm not selling, you know, like it, it's hard to be like, you know, like it's hard to make yourself look good. Right. And that, that kind of situation. So yeah, that whole move was just, just, just dumbassery. Really. It was a bad look. Yeah. And so, um, I don't know. And we'll see what, Ryan Saunders is as a coach, but um, I don't know. It seems like a little bit of nepotism, frankly. You know, his, his dad's obviously a legend there. 
and then you know he, he takes over for Thibodeau, but he hasn't done anything to prove himself as a legit NBA coach to me. And so just to be completely objective about that, uh, but we'll see. And uh, you know if Carl Anthony Towns has an MVP run, Timberwolves maybe make the playoffs, but they're they're not. And uh, I don't know. I do think that they yeah, have some good young yeah. players though. I like Jaden McDaniels. I think he's a exciting young player out of Washington. He's uh, you know, super athletic and just like, he, he looks like a physical freak. He's listed at 200 pounds. I'm kind of surprised he looks heavier than that. Uh, when I saw him play against uh, Colorado, but we'll see the, the f- fact of the matter though, is there are holes all over this roster and um, they're, they're still a few years away from being uh, relevant. So. That's no all holes in that point guard spot. Ricky Rubio is back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 gonna be a fun guard team with Ricky Rubio, Malik Beasley, D'Angelo Edwards, and or I'm sorry, D'Angelo Russell and Anthony Edwards. So, um, who knows? You know, they they could they'll steal a few games from some teams, but I don't expect them to be anything too serious. Yeah. Uh, so moving on, this is our third spot, and we're gonna have some differences here. This is my. This might be where it begins. Yeah, where we finally have a difference in our rankings. Yeah, it's, it's probably been like, you know, maybe like six out of 30. We've had like disagreements, but uh, maybe even four. Then um, this might be the fourth one. Uh, so uh, I have – this is a tough one because I, I think the Jazz could be better, uh, and I think the Nuggets could be a little worse, but I don't think the Nuggets will fall off that much. But I put Utah here. Yeah, and I put Portland here. And, uh, you know, it was between the two. I have the Nuggets at number one. Obviously, that implies that. Um, but I, I did go uh, Portland here. Um, but let's, let's go ahead and do Utah, and then we'll do Portland, and we can kind of do it um, interchangeably. Yeah. Uh, so, because that's so, – uh, you have, you have, you yeah. have Utah. Three. I have Utah, but let's talk, let's talk Blazers. Uh, Blazers okay. had a pretty busy offseason. Uh, you know, and I do think they got, they got kind of, they got marginally better. Um, and I think they have, uh, kind of a similar team that they were trying to build a couple of years ago. Uh, but you know, little jobs is going to have a big, he's going to have to have a big season again, if they're going to be, you know, anything like a top four seed. Um, the Blazers are just one of those teams where I'm always underestimating them every year and they've always end up in the playoffs. And I'm like, yeah, but they had to really pull it out of their ass last year. Yeah, well, yeah, last year was one of those years, you know, where it was just I thought there was no chance, and I don't know how they – I really don't – you know, playing tournament helps. But, yeah. you know, I, I, I was really surprised. Um, yeah, uh, I, 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 I just don't want to count out the Blazers this year, I guess, in terms of falling down the standings. Um, but the Jazz, uh, which we'll get into in a second, you know, they get some big news today. But the Blazers, uh, I, I think I think they're going to be a solid team. You know, Nurk is just going to be back for a full season. And yeah, I and think that's going to really help them. Now. And, you know, I think uh, – I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not really sold in this backcourt, obviously, you know, with Lillard and McCollum. Yeah, because McCollum is pretty good. But if they can find something a little bit better for him. You and know, I'm also – a find... lot of people really like Anthony Simons. And I think Anthony Simons yeah. is fine. But he's, like, nothing to write home about for me. He, he seems like a good guy. Just your spark off the bench type of guy, you know? Maybe, yeah. Or, but, like, or... if, if Lillard gets hurt, they're they're screwed. Like, yeah. is then I think you're realistically – uh, stretch way too thin at that guard position. I, I'm not crazy about the depth there. Uh, I, I do really like Gary Trent Jr. And he looked awesome in the bubble. Uh, Rodney Hood's going to be healthy again. But 
Uh, I don't feel like the roster itself is super balanced. Uh, they got a hell of a lot better defensively, though, especially when you add Derek Jones Jr. and Robert Covington. Yeah, uh, and I think their defense is going to be a little bit better. So it's it's going to be. Uh, I I I'm I'm looking forward to watching them this year. That's pretty much all I have on the Blazers, and yeah, you know, I think we kind of kind of caught up to them uh, for the most part. But Utah, big news today. Um, so this is a two or three interchangeable spot here. Um, Gobert signing that supermax, and this is kind of the this is kind of the dilemma for small market teams. You know, if you have a a talent as good as Gobert, you have to pay him to keep him. You know, you don't want to let him go for nothing. And even if you trade him, you don't want to give up a guy who you feel like is too good. You know that you know you have to trade him and get something back that's like you know like a Karis Levert or something like that or uh, what um, Jared Allen, right? Like something like that. You know, people are talking about Brooklyn, but yeah, like I, I you know. Obviously, you know, the Jazz, I believe they were reportedly trying to get him to sign like in 180, 180 million. And he and then he wanted the Supermax, right, the 260 million. Uh, and they settled for around 205 million. So, you know, that's kind of the dilemma. You know, you have to pay to keep talent. And it's not like no one's going to really come to play, you know, you know, for Utah. They're really the most guy. The only guys they got was like Boozer and, you know, Joe Johnson. Right. You know. Uh, and it drafted Darren Williams, right? So yeah, and they got very old Joe Johnson. Yeah, like super old Joe Johnson. You know, he was a very good player for them. But yeah, like and Boozer, yeah, yeah. obviously, yeah. Um, he was he was a homegrown talent, and that's what they do. They they do a good job building from within, and I think that there's no uh, exception with this team. I think that's that's what they're continuing to do, right? Oh, of course, yeah. So like that's the thing. That's that's the thing with Gobert is that like you have to you really do have to pay up. Uh, and, and, you know, it, that's just kind of a, you know, it's kind of a bummer for the small market team. That's why the Supermax is such a, it, it's, it's really fucks over the small markets. You know, uh, like uh, the Blazers will, will be paying Lillard about $54 million in his last season um, oh of, of his contract, something like that, maybe 50, 53 million, some around there. And it's crazy, man. Like uh, I, I think there, there should be better ways where they can, you know, give a player the supermax without accounting so much against the cap, you know, where they can make it, you know, instead of, you know, the whole part of the cap, it could be like 25%, you know, of their, uh, will be affected by the cap, you know, because they're, yeah. they're grandfathered in already. You know? And I just so want to clarify in. on the Gobert because it's five year, $205 million extension. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what I mentioned. Yeah. 205 million. Okay. Yeah. Biggest contract ever for a center. Probably. Yeah. I mean, no, like, literally you know, it is, you know, he, he he wanted the two hundred uh you know was sixty yeah two hundred sixty million right the full supermax and it's just like you don't want to give a guy like Gobert the supermax but you have to give him you know and I know the Jazz were trying to give him something like one hundred eighty million or something like that and that would have been a pretty very that would have been very reasonable but they kind of have to settle here I guess that's kind of where they settled uh, I guess Gobert or whatever and. You know, it's fine. You know, instead of the Jazz, you know, losing Gobert and, you know, possibly being a 41 team, they'll continue to be probably a 51 team. I mean, I guess a 51 team is equivalent of what, like a 46, 47 win team this year? Uh, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying there. I mean, honestly, like he, he's the anchor of your defense. Uh, I think he makes it so hard for uh, the offense because he covers so much ground and, you know, teams like get afraid to drive against the jazz they get afraid to shoot like if he's anywhere in the vicinity uh teams kind of freak out and he's got those super long arms i think he's got like a seven foot nine wingspan 
And uh, yeah, let me, let me, or maybe it's over eight foot. It's something ridiculous. I'm going to look it up. Uh, Rudy Gobert wingspan. Yeah. Seven foot nine. And so it's just ridiculous. Um, But honestly, like from what I'm reading about this team, they're going to continue to take a lot of threes. And that makes sense when you have Gobert down there gobbling rebounds and you have the kind of personnel you do with shooting from the outside. They were the most efficient from three last season. And so it makes sense. You know, um, Mike Conley, you, you saw how good they were when he was healthy at the end of the year in the bubble. And uh, he, after being pretty disappointing most of the year was like showing up in a big way. Jordan Clarkson also is back, which is huge for them because he was kind of that second slashing scorer behind Mitchell. And he's a guy who can play uh backup guard at either position even Shaquille Harrison is like a really good fit defensively yeah, and kind I, of a lockdown like that, that they picked him up yeah that, that was a good move there because that, that was the type of move the Jazz would make that you know Harrison kind of reminds me of a guy like like Cephalosha he's like a good defender and he's he's like a guy that you know you people you know you, you want to look at you know uh, yeah. another guy who was also the Bulls also let go who was also a very good hustle player Nwaba David Nwaba he's on the Rockets now right uh, um yeah but, you know, I, I love Joe Ingles, uh, Bojan Baganovic. I think the Jazz probably win that series against the Nuggets if, if, if Bojan's healthy. And so, you know, people talk about how they lost that series to the Nuggets. Well, it's like they also went up 3-1 against the Nuggets, you know. And so um, they, like, who knows? It's really good. They really did. You know, like they lost the series, but it wasn't ugly. Like the Nuggets had to pull out every single trick, but Donovan Mitchell is – looking like a legit superstar and you know some of these shooters just looked unreal without fans there and in a quiet gym and i think he's one of those players who's going to excel uh when it just feels like an open gym and uh some of the best body control in the league he continues to get better um i i take them more more seriously than uh the blazers just because i feel like you know god forbid donovan mitchell gets hurt you're not completely screwed because you have Jordan yeah. Clarkson, you know, let's say Conley gets hurt again. Well, we saw that last year and, you know, you're just going to slide Mitchell down to the point guard. Um, you know, if, if Ingles goes down, you're probably just going to see a little bit more of uh, Royce O'Neal. Uh, and I also like Derek Favors is back with the Jazz. And so I think this team got deeper and I think that they're going to continue to double down on what works for them. And that's uh, shooting from the outside and uh, that pick and roll game with Rudy Gobert. So, uh, they're already obviously elite defensively. Uh, and Quinn Snyder, man, he's a genius. I, I have a really hard time betting against Quinn Snyder. I think uh, even though they're a very slow team, uh, they're super exciting to watch if you're into uh, teams that can share the sugar. And they they can move the ball as well as anybody in the league. And I think that with all the shooting around there, they're going to have a lot of guys to spread the defense a little too thin. And it's not always going to be – super sexy but they're just going to win basketball games by having more points than the other team and making it really hard for the other team to score also a very good fan base so i'm looking forward to you know hopefully maybe next season uh fans yeah. will be back here. so yeah uh another team the last team that we'll get into right now i believe this team was the slowest paced team in the nba last season i i think that was utah was it utah i'll i'll double check well, we'll see right now. But I know the Nuggets were also, like, down there, apparently, in pace. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we're checking right now. Yeah, uh, so the Denver Nuggets, 
the number one team, the Northwest Division champions for what third year in a row, probably probably the third year, right? Yeah, third year in a row. And uh, I mentioned before, uh, I think in another podcast. Uh, okay, yeah, shoot, Denver actually was. Uh, yeah, Denver was oh, the slowest Char- Charlotte. Team. Charlotte was the slowest. Charlotte, Denver okay, was second. So Utah was, was really close. Yeah, so Denver's the second slowest. Uh, Utah's the fifth slowest. So um, I guess I didn't check that at the very end of the year, but wow, I, I'm actually surprised that Denver was that slow. Yeah, because Denver plays a lot of half court. You know, they play like a just. It's like all half court. You know, like it makes it's sense all, when Jokic, Jokic yeah. yeah. When, yeah, so like you know, they got Jokic up there, and you know, Jokic just, I mean, you know, you, you know, I guess obviously you don't think of like you know, run and gun, I guess, with, with him, but you know, they are a very good transition team too, you know, Denver. So yeah, they're, they're, they're kind of like a, you know, a team that can kind of adapt, you know. So, and you know, speaking of adaptability, you know, they're really going to need to adapt this year at the, at the three spot uh, after losing um, Jeremy Grant to the Pistons of all teams. Yeah, um, and that's like at the four spot too, you know. Like he really uh, was a super versatile piece for them. But another thing is Will Barton's back and healthy. And that's so huge for them. That's right. Uh, now, what was this thing that I, I did not uh, really pay attention to this? So yesterday I saw a quote from Michael Porter Jr. Talking about Will Barton. And was yeah. there some sort of thing going on where they're just competing for that spot? I'm guessing. Yeah. I mean, uh, Barton said that. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. They both want to be the starter. So long story short, uh, the, the keyword for, uh, Michael Porter Jr. was he was talking about how the team has to stick together and how they themselves have to stick together and basically that uh, they're they're trying to win and so they can't take things personally and they have to do whatever's best for the team and kind of respect what coach decides is best for the team and so that's super promising for uh, a young player to kind of take that mature approach and uh, Will Barton was the second play- best player on the Nuggets for a lot of last year you know Jamal Murray was hurt. And uh, Barton was a super important ball handler for them. And so you get one more really good passer. And I think this is actually the best passing team in the NBA. Um, I don't know how much of Bull Bull you're going to see, but some of these transition passes you've seen from him occasionally are sensational. Uh, Fucando Campazzo, you know, this guy's coming out of nowhere, but he is like, extremely fun to watch him pass uh but then you already he's you know behind jamal murray and uh, monte morris uh Jokic is the best passing big man of all time uh will barton's a really good passer gary harris is a really good passer um so i just think that they're gonna be i wouldn't be surprised at all if they lead the nba in assists yeah and it's certainly the most entertaining team denver's gonna be much watched tv especially with Composco back there with with Jokic. i mean you know i you probably won't get much playing time but yeah, and I don't think Bobo's going to get much playing time either, but we'll see. I mean, I could be wrong, um, but I don't know. I guess now that Plumlee's gone, maybe that's more of a possibility, but I don't know how long that leash is for him yet and how much uh, Coach Malone trusts him. And even a guy like Michael Porter Jr. last year, like he was stuck on the bench for a really long time. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he he really didn't show out until the playoffs, right? Like he didn't really play much, and he, he showed flashes, uh, but yeah, he really didn't play a ton. And then, uh, you know, we're given an opportunity, he was like, okay, this guy's like a scoring machine. So it's going to be interesting. Um, I don't think they are going to. I, they're for, let's just put it this way, um, they're going to be a really good team. I think best case scenario is Western Conference Finals, and that is by no. That, that is definitely not a guarantee. That's not a knock on the nuggets as much as it's a compliment to the rest of the conference. 
yeah, the conference just got slightly better. Uh, I guess more balanced, as you could say, right? Because Chris Paul went to another team that uh, that was close to making the playoffs. Uh, but yeah, uh, I you know that's pretty much all I have for Denver. Um, you know, it would have been nice if they said if they got Gallinari back, but it's all right. You know, uh, Hawks gonna Hawks, I guess. You know. Yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting. Um, but I, you know, I, I'm super interested in the Nuggets long term. I think that there's a chance the Lakers you know, win it again. And I, th- I think they will win it again. But if you look at teams and who's next, the short list in the West for me is uh, Dallas and, um, and then uh, Denver, you know, cause they're super young and they're super good. And um, they, they're both kind of matchup nightmares. And so the nuggets have been getting better every single year. And if they hit on Michael Porter Jr. and Bull Bull, those are both guys who were supposed to go in like the top 10, some say like the top five. And I believe they got Porter at 15 and they got Bull Bull in the second round. And so uh, that's kind of ridiculous if, if that does pan out. And so this could be a super team if it pans out. And that's a big if, but you're already looking at Jamal Murray who – uh, is now in the conversation with guys like Damian Lillard after what he did in the bubble and uh, what he did, especially in that, in that Utah series and how good he looked against the Clippers. Even I was like, Oh, that was awesome, but he's not going to be able to do it against uh, the Clippers, but he really did look really good against the Clippers. And so um, you have scoring nightmares all over the floor, whether that's Jamal Murray or uh, you know, Michael Porter jr. Nikola Jokic, and then, um, you know, Will Barton's somebody who can give you 20 a night. Gary Harris is somebody who's going to be able to guard uh, some of the best slashes in the league and also shoot around uh, 35 to 40% from three. Yeah. Denver's a very exciting team, especially in the future. Uh, I can't wait to see – I really can't wait to see them, you know, in the next year in the playoffs because, uh, like I mentioned before, they are like – I, I look at them now as a playoff team. as the same way I looked at those old – Orlando Magic teams or whatever, Boston Celtics or whatever. Yeah. It was playoffs is business, you know? Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it uh, with the Nuggets. And I'm looking forward to the season. The season starts on Tuesday. How about we got it? The, what, what do we have? The, the, the Warriors and the Nets, my two, my, my second and third favorite teams this season, you know, that I'm really looking forward to watching uh, behind the Bulls, of course, who I think start maybe start the next day. I don't know. I don't know when they start. But uh, – Anyways, NBA season starting soon, and uh, that's going to do it for our season previews. Uh, any last word? It was fun. Uh, fun breaking down these teams, and we'll see how uh, right or wrong we were pretty soon because, yeah, season's about to start. All teams matter. We went to all 30 teams. All we teams did. matter. They, they all do. All yeah. yeah. Even, you even know, the... Some are a little less than others, but, you yeah. know, it's okay. You know, like, people can give us a bit of a doubt. They'd be happy that we'd at least mention their team, like the Kings and Timberwolves or whatever. The Thunder and the Timberwolves, yeah, they, they don't matter very much, but they still matter. Yeah, even teams like, you know, the Hornets, the Kings, you know, the Pacers. I mean, come on, guys. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on. Come on. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.